Hello, brethren. Brother Bob here again. In this podcast, I want to try one more time to get God's people, at least those who care about truth, to understand the absolute importance of recognizing that the name Jesus is not the name of our Savior God of the Scriptures. I'll be pilfering some great insight on this topic from the Reverend Louis Ecke, sorry for the pronunciation, another brother whom the Lord has revealed the truth about the Messiah's true biblical name, Yeshua, because Lewis, like me, loves the truth and loves the Word of God. For over 25 years, I too have tried to get other believers to look into the biblical fact, historical fact, that both God's name, Jehovah, and the name used by most believers for the Savior, Jesus, are names that are made up by people who have no right or authority to change the name of God. Brethren, many in the church understand the importance of knowing they should keep God's commandments, even though most do not keep them. And yet these same believers are not willing to see the absolute importance, no necessity, of recognizing that when the great I Am gives us his name and then gives us his son's name, he demands that his people call him and the Savior by that name. God's name is Yahweh. The term Lord or Heavenly Father is a title not a name, and God's son's name given to us by Yahweh himself is Yeshua. The Savior's name is not Christ. Christ is a title. Christ means anointed one. The Savior's name is not Lord. That too is a title. The Savior's name is not Master. That too is a title. The Savior's name, a name given to him by Yahweh himself, is Yeshua. The English name Joshua is a much, much, much closer translation of the Hebrew name Yeshua than the name Jesus is. But even the English name Joshua has none of the spiritual significance and spiritual connections that there is in the name Yeshua. The English name Jesus does not come close to tying together the eternal relationship of the Father and the Son like the names Yeshua and Yahweh do. Hebrew language experts and Bible scholars have verified that the Hebrew Bible shows that Yeshua is a compound name consisting of two parts. The first part of the prefix is a form that comes out of the Tetragrammaton. The Tetragrammaton is God's four-letter name in Hebrew, Y-H-W-H. Remember, the Hebrew language doesn't have vowels. So those consonants, Y-H-W-H, have sounds in them. They make up different sounds. The vowel sounds we pronounce in the English language were sounded out through the consonants in the Hebrew language. Again, there are no vowels in the Hebrew language. So in the Hebrew language, the consonant Y sounds like Yah. Yah, Y-E-H or Y-A-H, means God. The word Shua, the Hebrew word Shua, means Savior. So Yeshua is God the Savior. So the name Yeshua communicates the understanding that God, Yahweh, that's how you pronounce W-H, it's pronounced Yahweh. The name Yahweh also is pronounced and means rescues. Trust me, you will not see the same spiritual connection between the man-made name Jesus and God's name Yahweh. I'm not going to delve into all the amazing 
spiritual complexities of the word Yahweh and the in the in the word Yeshua. There's an amazing spiritual connections that go on there, very deep. You can look it up, look up some books, but it's amazing. It's miraculous how that word Yeshua is found in the in the word Yahweh. Only God could do that. You know, over the years, scholars have dissected and analyzed and digested all the available info out there that there is about the New Testament, and they have verified the New Testament's validity. And yet, they remain perplexed to the glaring error of corresponding his name or sharing his name, using his name from a Greek mystical god, I-E-O-U-S, which sounds like Jesus. The Greek word Jesus is a transliteration and not a translation of the word Yeshua. I will explain that later on. The pursuance of divine truth have shed enormous light and understanding into the mind of God and will continue to do so so long as the wisdom of God is allowed to surpass the minds of men. People who think they're smarter than God are messing it up all the time. It is essential to understanding the importance of the name Yeshua when you understand that it was Yahweh who gave Christ this name. It is absolutely critical to understand and accept that it was Yahweh who told the world what his son's name would be. Our Heavenly Father never told us that we could call his son whatever we desired, whenever we desired, just so long as our hearts were right. Now, for the sake of time, I'm going to condense this a little bit, but Matthew chapter 1, we know the story. Angel Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant. He was going to get rid of her, and the angel came in the middle of the night, and he said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child has been conceived in her, has been made of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua. Not Jesus, Yeshua. Now, those are my words when I say not Jesus. But the literal word there was Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, the angel of the Lord who told Joseph that Mary's baby was to be called or named Yeshua got that directive right from the throne of Yahweh himself. Brethren, the name that we read in our English Bibles, Jesus, is as far from being a blessing to our Heavenly Father's ears as the name Lucifer is. Just as many in the church unknowingly served the devil through their disregard and disrespect for God's commandments, they also serve Satan, and they serve Satan's purposes by using a pagan interpretation for the name of God's Son. Now, I know a lot of you are already thinking I'm a space cadet, i am got the aluminum foil hat, but just do some research on this, look it up. This isn't hard to find out. It isn't hard to find out what the real name of our Savior is, what the real name of our Lord is, what Heavenly Father's name is. Just do a little research. Quit, you got to turn off the emotion button and start using your brain. When the great I Am tells his creation that the name of his Savior's Son is Yeshua, Yahweh does not leave the door open for his creation to change the sacred name whenever they feel like it. I personally believe that there are going to be eternal blessings for those children of God who choose to honor the Lord by using his name, Yahweh, and his Son's proper name, Yeshua. As I've already said, the name Yeshua communicates the understanding that God, Yahweh, rescues or saves. And as I've already stated, people who study words have shown from the ancient Hebrewic language and from the scrolls that Yeshua, the given name of our Savior, exists within the four original letters of the name Yahweh. Is that amazing? 
the Tetragrammaton, which is the four letters for the name Yehovah, Y-H-W-H. Remember, they have a sound. Even though they're just four letters, the Hebrew language has sounds inside their letters. So even though the letters Y-H-W-H makes no sense to us in the Hebrew language, they're sounded out to sound like Yahweh. And the word Yahweh translates that I am who I am. Please listen to what I'm going to share here. you got to understand that the Lord is speaking to his people when he reads these verses. And This is Malachi chapter 3, one of my, some of my favorite verses in the Bible here. It says, Then those believers who feared the Lord spoke to one another. Now the fear there is a reverent fear and a trembling fear. I mean, that was, that was a form of them honoring the Lord by saying that. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord gave attention to them. The word Lord there is Yahweh. And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the name Yahweh and those who esteem his name. They will be mine, says Yahweh, the Lord of hosts. And on that day I will prepare my own possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son or daughter who serves him. And you will again distinguish between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. Are you getting this? Some believers will get their names placed in a special book of remembrance, and in eternity will be specially blessed and honored because they revered and used the proper names of Yahweh when speaking of the name of God in the Old Testament. Brethren, do you actually believe that you can honor the Lord by calling or addressing him by a name that is not his name? He never gave us the name Jesus. Church, there is no Savior named Jesus sitting at the right hand of God in heaven. I personally believe that the only miracles done in Jesus' name, if they are done by the Lord of the Bible, are those miracles that Yeshua performs because he is being merciful and gracious to a biblically ignorant people. I have a little message here. This is written to the Church of Philadelphia. Now, maybe you're not aware of it, but there really was the city of Philadelphia back in the day. It's in the area today we would call Turkey. Of course, it's changed its name. It's not called Philadelphia anymore, but... I personally believe that the church of Philadelphia, spoken of in the book of Revelations, is what the remnant, i.e. faithful few, in the church of God will be like in the end times. I'm going to interject my thoughts as I go through these verses. But first of all, I'm going to read through all the verses without stopping. Revelation 3, 7 through 10. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, He who is holy, who is true, and who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and who shuts and no one opens says this, I know your deeds. Behold, I have put before you an open door which no one can shut because you have a little power and have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not but lie. I will make them come down and bow at your feet and make them know that I have loved you. Because you have kept the word of my perseverance, I will also keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. So now I'm going to break this down a little bit. I have put before you an open door which no one can shut. Yeshua will keep a group of faithful believers protected from the carnality that most churches will be involved in in the end times. Even though there will be many churches who are spiritually asleep, there will be a group of believers, an i.e. remnant, who will not bow a knee to the ways of the world. The next part of the verse says, you will have little power. So I'm going to interject again. 
I believe that the church that the Lord sees as being faithful in the end times will be the church that walks by faith and not by sight. You will have little power. Little power means that this faithful church will not be a church involved with doing amazing supernatural miracles or display, displaying amazing signs and wonders like what was happening in the beginning of the book of Acts. Way too many believers in the church are looking for a supernaturally overpowering sign and wonders church that will show up in the end times. I do not believe that's going to happen, saints. Over and over again, I read for the most part that the end time church is going to be a conglomeration of spiritual mishmash loaded with anything goes kind of worshipers. Back to the Bible verse. And you have kept my word. I'm going to interject again. The one way to see if a church is truly walking in step with the Holy Spirit is if the sheep are doing as the Bible says. And not just the commandments that are obvious, like do not commit adultery or do not be a drunkard or do not rape or do not steal. A faithful church will be striving to learn and then obey all those commandments directed towards the church. Learning and then keeping, i.e. obeying God's commandments, for today's church is truly a rare sight. Many church leaders like keeping, i.e. obeying their denominational commandments and or keep those big commandments that are obvious, but keeping those commandments that are directed towards God's church are mostly ignored these days. I'm going to continue on. The verse in Revelation goes on to say, And you have not denied my name. Now there are two ways to look at what is being said here. A believer can deny the Lord's name by denying the ways of the Lord or by denying their faith when they're pressured. Another way a believer can deny the Lord's name is through the process of willfully denying the true name of the Savior, Yeshua, a name that was given to him by Yahweh, by calling him Jesus instead of Yeshua. Now I'm going to be very blunt here, but too bad. I find it absolutely amazing and saddening to see so many believers who sincerely think they are walking righteously with their Savior when they do not even know their Savior's proper name. Brethren, Jesus is not the name of our Savior. Never has been, never will be. The English non-biblical name Jesus was added in the 1500s. The original German translation of the scriptures did not have the word Jesus in it. The New Testament documents that Martin Luther went through and other scholars of his day did not have the name Jesus in it. The original King James Version did not have the name Jesus in it. The name Jesus did not show up in any translations of the Bible until 1769. And even then, the name Jesus came about because of an incorrect translation of the Savior's name, Yeshua. When you use the name Jesus instead of God's given name for his son, Yeshua, you are denying the Savior's name, whether intentional or not. And yet so many in the church who profess to be abiding with the Holy Spirit not only do not see this with their spiritual eyes, that the Christ name is not Jesus, they do not even care to know the true name of the Savior, which is Yeshua. Brethren, this is an important topic. This small, powered-down church of Philadelphia is not only recognized by the Lord for being faithful in obeying his commandments, they were also being recognized for being faithful in maintaining the importance of the Lord's holy name. Listen to me carefully. A lot of believers are totally ignorant of the fact that the Christ name is not Jesus. However, there are many in the church who have been made aware that the Savior's name is not really Jesus, but they see no significance in using the Savior's God-ordained name, which is Yeshua. 
I find it sadly ironic that the church has no problem maintaining the true name of Satan, Lucifer, for all these years, and yet has no real concern for maintaining the name that Yahweh himself gave to his son, which is Yeshua. Now, in a previous podcast, I explained how and where the corrupted name of our Savior, Jesus, evolved. And what I shared with you about the evolution of the name of our Savior from Yeshua to Jesus, I let you know that it was not based on Bob's opinions or Bob's feelings. This is all based on historical facts, brothers and sisters. you got to just check it out. It must truly sadden our Heavenly Father's heart to hear so many of his children trash his son by calling him someone he is not. You might as well call him Buddy or Pal. Now, I'm aware that many in the church sincerely believe that they are honoring God's Son with the use of the name Jesus. I am not sharing this podcast so that I can bash all you believers who sincerely believe that you are worshiping the Savior with the name Jesus. However, as I have shared hundreds of times over the years, spiritual sincerity that is not coupled with biblical truth is religious gibberish to the Lord. In the scriptures, 2 Timothy 2.15, the Lord commands his people to be diligent, to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. The word of truth is the Savior's name is Yeshua, not Jesus. And brethren, worshiping our Lord in biblical ignorance is not worshiping our Lord accurately. People, if Yahweh gives his son a name, Yeshua, only a fool would flippantly call his son by a different name. Are you understanding me? Now we can debate whether the Savior's God-given name is exactly Yeshua or Yahshua, which both mean that God is salvation. However, there is no factual debate when it comes to debating if both the name Jesus and the name Yeshua are acceptable to the Lord. There's no debate. The name Jesus is a man-made name for the Savior, while Yeshua is a God-given name directly from Yahweh. When the church refuses to diligently search the scriptures for the purpose of rightly dividing God's truths, the Lord sees that many of his children do not truly care about keeping his word pure and holy. Do you understand what a slap in the face of our Heavenly Father it must be when his people totally ignore using the glorious name that Yahweh gave his son, which was Yeshua, and replace his son's name with the name associated with the pagan Greek god. It is truly sad that so many in the church associate the Savior's name with the name made up by men while ignoring the name given to them by the Father himself. It is important to grasp that Yahweh would only give his son a name that was above all other names. The name Jesus is not a name above all other names. Many people use the name Jesus as their earthly names. There is not one single person on this planet with the birth name of Yeshua or Yahweh. Brethren, there is eternal spiritual relevance when the name of God, Yahweh, is tied in with the name of God's son, Yeshua. There is no spiritual relevance or significance between the name Yahweh and the earthly name, Jesus. And the original name of God's son, Yeshua, is a sacred name. It is a name that should be revered just as the name Yahweh is. It is important to note that the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, were written first in Hebrew and Aramaic before the Hellenists, the Hellenists are Jew, Greek Jews, 
tried to translate the Hebrew text into Koine Greek. The Hellenistic Jews were worldly thinking Jews, not really spiritually connected to the Redeemer. So in an attempt to make secular the name of Yahweh, as they translated from Hebrew to Greek, the name of the Son was also altered. So in the place of Yeshua, an incongruent translation of the original name of God's Son was unwittingly inserted. Now listen to me carefully. A transliterated word is not the same as a translated word. A translated word tells you the exact meaning of a word from one language to another. Here's an example of that. The translation of the Hebrew word P-A-R-O-H, P-A-R-O-H into English is the English word Pharaoh. The translation of the Hebrew word A-P-H into English is the word anger. Now, on the other hand, a transliterated word does not tell you the meaning of the word, but rather tried to give you the pronunciation of a word. Here are some transliterated words that went right from Hebrew to English. Amen. In, in the Hebrew, amen, it means certainty and truth. We say amen. Hallelujah is the Hebrew meaning praise the Lord. We say hallelujah. Shalom is the Hebrew word for peace. We have an English word now, shalom, which stands for peace. There are many other Hebrew words that are transliterated right over from the Hebrew to the English. Yahweh and Yeshua could have been easily transliterated over to English the way those words were. But sadly, there was no English language around in Yeshua's days. So unfortunately, the Hebrew names Yahweh and Yeshua got butchered up and distorted long before the English language even existed. And again, sadly, once the English language was developed, there was no urgency by the Bible scholars of the day to restore the proper transliteration of the Hebrew names for God, Yahweh, and Yeshua into the English Bibles. Praise the Lord, though, because there's a remnant out there today, there's a remnant of God's people out in Christendom who now see the importance and the necessity of restoring the original God-ordained names of Yeshua and Yahweh. Again, Yeshua literally means God of salvation. The name Jesus Christ means nothing to the Father because it is a name made up by men, not handed on from God. Again, back to the story in Matthew chapter 1, when the angel visited Joseph. I want, to hear, want you to hear this. The angel, right, talking right from the throne of God, said, you, you shall bear a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua. Unfortunately, our English Bible used a man made named Jesus. Again, that word Jesus didn't even exist until the 1500s. I hope you are aware that there is no such name as Jesus in the days of Joseph and Mary. In fact, even the English names Joseph and Mary did not exist in their days. Joseph and Miriam were the Hebrew names. Brethren, for any Bible teacher to truly teach the scriptures accurately and efficiently, they must know how to find the true meaning of scriptural words through at least a basic understanding of the original Hebrew and Greek languages. It is not possible to accurately teach the truths of God's written word without knowing some Greek and Hebrew. And this comes into play with the name Jesus. As I've already shared in the previous podcast, the name Jesus is a lousy and sloppy, i.e. incorrect, transliteration of the Savior's real God-given name, which is Yeshua. The name Yeshua was given to the Savior 
because the meaning of the name Yeshua is significant. So when the angel of the Lord tells Joseph that his son's name is to be Yeshua, the angel of the Lord is literally telling Joseph and Mary that they will be the earthly parents of a God baby who will be the savior of the Jews. Trust me, the angel of the Lord did not tell Joseph to name his son Jesus. Again, the name Jesus was added to the Bible 1,500 years after the angel of the Lord commanded Joseph to name the Savior Yeshua. I promise you with every ounce of righteousness in me, righteousness because of the blood of Christ, that the Messiah's family did not call him Jesus. Brethren, our Heavenly Father does not take it lightly when his people casually choose their own names for him or for his son. And in a sense, when brethren do that, they're basically adding to God's word, which is a no-no in God's eyes. The God of Scripture has revealed his name to Moses in Exodus 3.15. Exodus 3.3-15 says, And Moses said to God, which means Elohim, Behold, I'm going, to, I'm going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they may say to me, What is our God's name? What shall I say? What shall I tell him? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And then he said, You shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent you. Verse 15, the Lord went on to say, Furthermore, say, he said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, The Lord, which is an English word, Lord, means Yahweh in Hebrew. The God of our fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, says Yahweh. And this is my memorial name to all generations. The English word Lord equal Yahweh in the Hebrew language. The English word God equal Elohim in the Hebrew language. The God of the scriptures was basically revealing his name to Moses and telling him that Yahweh will be my name forevermore. I praise Yahweh that he is the one who searches the hearts and minds of his people because he is the one who decides if his children deserve grace and mercy or punishment. I am fearful that one of the main reasons we do not see the Lord do amazing supernatural works in his church these days is because his church, for the most part, no longer honors his name, Yahweh, or his son's name, Yeshua. There are a whole generation of church people out there in Christendom actually asking the holy and just Yeshua God using the name Jesus, a name that he does not accept as his name. If you were to look up the Greek word that was used in place of the Hebrew name Yeshua, you would find the name I-E-S-O-U-S, which is pronounced Hesus. The Greek name Hesus, I-E-S-O-U-S, has got nothing to do with the meaning of the Hebrew name for the Savior, Yeshua. In fact, the Greek name for Jesus, Hesus, was simply a generic name pertaining to any god that the Greeks had, like the Hebrew word El. The Hebrew word El, E-L, just stands for God. It can be any God. Sadly, most of God's people in the church are so ignorant of the facts behind the falsification of the name Yeshua that they just do not know that they are calling their Savior a name that he just does not accept. You are probably asking yourself, how can our Bibles be so wrong about such an important name? Great question. Well, my answer to you is our spiritual enemy, Satan, hates the name of God, and everything holy and just that it means and stands for. So being the father of lies that he is, he has no problem working behind the scenes, using anyone and anything to try to destroy everything righteous that Yahweh and Yeshua stand for. But most of all, Satan hates the name that God 
gave himself Yahweh, and the name that Yahweh himself gave his son, which was Yeshua. And any believer who does not believe that our Heavenly Father would allow his people to be deceived to the point that they cannot even name their God and their Savior's proper name is a biblical moron. Satan went after Yahweh's holiness and justice and authority right out of the gates of life when God created Adam and Eve and put them in paradise. There is absolutely nothing that Satan enjoys more than to distort, deceive, and destroy God's word and God's name, God's holiness. And I believe that he knows that he has done a very good job of destroying the holy names of Yahweh and Yeshua by replacing them with generic worldly names that have no eternal or spiritual significance. Brethren, we must honor God with the proper name. We must honor God's Son with the name given to him by his Father. Exodus 27, chapter 20, verse 7, You shall not take the name of your Lord God in vain. The Lord will not leave unpunished those who take his name in vain. When you make up a name for God, you're taking his name in vain because you're ignoring what his real name is. Exodus 3, again, one more time, Exodus 3, verse 15. God therefore said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, and this is to the world, not just the sons of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial name to all generations. Your friend in Christ, Brother Bob. Again, you can reach me at robob Number four, him at gmail.com. And again, I want to put a shout out for Reverend Louis Eakey. He's got a great book. Yeshua is his name. Check it out. Good stuff in there. Appreciate the effort there, uh, Louis. 